Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. Hey everyone, we are so inspired doing this podcast every week, having the opportunity to bring you all the valuable knowledge and advice that each and every guest provides means the world to us. Now, because of how much positive feedback we've been receiving from our listeners, we've decided to build a community through Patreon. Members of Patreon receive exclusive access to a chat forum, the ability to interact with our guests, which is so cool, extra videos and podcast episodes that will provide even more advice and knowledge. Join now by going to patreon.com backslash better together with Maria. And let's be better together because when you know better, you get better. I'm on a journey to get better and I want to do it with you. And I'm not just focusing on physical health. I'm focusing on everything, emotional wellness, spirituality, finances, relationships, and so much more. Every week, it will be my personal goal to bring us, the world's leading healers, experts, and game changers to share groundbreaking secrets and tips to getting better in all areas of life. Getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when we can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menudos. Happy Monday, everybody. Hope you're doing well wherever in this beautiful world you are in. Because we have people from all over the world, guys. We have international friend, friends and um I got, show. I got a buddy in Van Nuys who listens. Honey, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> Guys, I invited Kevin into studio today. I don't know why, because he's such a disruption every time. <laughs> but uh, yes, my husband, Kevin Undergaro, is in studio. Uh, we've got Scam Sabra, I mean, Steph Sabra. We've got Stephen Lemieux. Um, we had a fun weekend at the Patreon event that we're going to chat about. Um, and our guest comes from there as well. But, but first, our quote of the day. We think happiness is a destination when it's actually a starting point. It enables all the positive outcomes in our lives if we choose to do it first. Ooh, that's interesting. That's by Pasricha. Exactly. I saw that. I thought it was worded in a way I haven't heard before. Wow. That is really interesting. Uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about depression today. (laughs) (laughs) Really interesting. Wow. (laughs) Guys, I'm just going for it. Um, But in a good way. But in a good way. We interviewed Hannah Hart at the Patreon event. If you don't know, we have started a Patreon for our show. We want to make this show ad-free, but we also want to expand the community and bring 
all of you together and give you more access and more great content. And so we've been doing it every week. Yeah, we've been doing extra episodes every single week for our patrons. We do after shows for every single podcast. Mm -hmm. So sometimes the interviews are like an hour, hour and a half long. And we know that we want to, you know, talk about a little bit, but we, we go a little bit more in depth every week after those. And then we also have an extra episode for our patrons as well. So you get two extra episodes every single week. Yeah, we get quite raw in that extra episode. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we hope you join us um, and support the show. And if you want to become a member, you can go to patreon.com backslash better together with Maria, which there should be a link in the summary of this as well. So you can just Uh click on that. Um, But yeah, we interviewed Hannah Hart. I don't know if you guys are uh, fans of Hannah's or know of Hannah. She's an entertainer, a food enthusiast. She's a two-time New York Times bestselling author. Ooh, we're tied. Exactly. Uh, I actually laughed with Kevin. I was like, you know, I should be really proud that I missed the New York Times bestseller list for the cookbook. It was literally by a few books. It was the craziest thing ever to have been so close. But I'm like, for a cookbook. And I'm not a chef. (laughs) And I literally almost made it. So... Um, I'm a two-time, almost three-time <laughs> New York Times bestseller. We team. had to scrap our airport restaurant plans, I know. Yeah, I know. It was terrible. Uh, so she became book. famous with a YouTube series called My Drunk Kitchen. She's co-produced and starred in films, and she has her own show on the Food Network, um, or had her own show mm-hmm. on the Food Network. And she's uh, a very influential voice in the LGBT com- uh, LGBTQ community. Sorry, I'm having some problems with my... voice today and she was also named one of hollywood reporters new digital disruptors and one of forbes 30 under 30 so i sat with her at the patreon assembly event this past weekend we talked about creating content in the digital age and staying authentic and redefining success and handling depression and pressure so we have that interview for you today so i thought before we start we talk a little bit about depression um And there was actually a video. So every morning, as you know, if you listen to the show, I listen to Esther Hicks. And I might veer off here or there, but for the most part, me and Esther, we're hanging out every morning when I get ready. (laughs) And she's telling me how to co-create my my world and my future and how to be in the vortex and lately i've not been in the vortex let's just be clear about this um i woke up this morning guttural crying on your shoulder honey Mm -hmm. yes um because of the situation with my mom and you know what's going on with her and i realized oh my gosh i haven't meditated since she got sick really or like at some point it went away because she took a turn meaning thank you since she took a turn and i think that's a really big problem so i meditated today and i did feel better after because it's so easy to get so tired in the fight and so tired in the emotion of it and then trying to keep your life together at the same time so meditating really helped me today but I was saying it's it's really amazing watching you cope with all the pressure and things that you guys are dealing with right now. And it reminded me of this article that we read from Psychology Today by Kristen Fuller. And it talked about the difference between sadness and depression. Mm, oh, and, I need to know this. Please tell yeah, me. Yeah, and I think you do a phenomenal job of 
talking out your emotions without labeling yourself as depressed because there are three in 2017 there's 300 million americans that are diagnosed with depression Mm -hmm. and if you don't know the difference between the two you could be either not addressing a serious health issue that you have which is the mental illness of depression or you could just not understand what you're actually feeling and making it way worse and i think that you identify it you pinpoint your emotions instead of just saying i'm depressed which is so easy to do with what you're dealing with is really really phenomenal thanks well it's funny when i went to my doctor last week i think it was i had my you know annual physical he asked me he's like how are you handling everything and i the waterworks just started and he's like do you think you're depressed and i'm like no and i'm like i think i'm just sad and so um it was interesting because he's like well you know do you ever have feelings where you don't want to be here and i'm like I don't want to answer that. (laughs) And so, you know, he's trying to get to the, is this human depressed? Does she need some medication? He goes, do you feel like you need a little bit of help? And I was like, no. I I feel you're sad. Yeah. And you're very tired. And um, I think it, I hate to say it, I think a depression is going to come. When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. (laughs) And that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're going to love it. And we'll deal with it. But right now, I think it's extreme fatigue and extreme sadness for a lot of things in your life. Mm. Yeah, but I've never heard that before yeah and, you know to have an article that really is distinguishing between sadness and depression i think that's a really really smart thing so what were the keys stuff so for our listeners and viewers sadness is a normal emotion that we all are going to feel many times in our life it's just how we are humans and it's triggered by a certain event or a bad experience and uh, but it's an emotional state that's the biggest difference it's just a state and it dissipates and it changes with the next emotion that comes and the next experience that comes whereas depression is an actual mental health disorder and it's an abnormal mental state of uh, 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 abnormal emotional state so it affects how we think and feel about everything so it's more than just being sad in a moment it's being like you lose motivation for everything you are no longer happy in any situation. You're tired. You're fatigued. You don't want to do any of the things that used to really make you happy. And you just learn lose your passion for life. Oof. So there's a big difference between the two. 
Yeah. Kevin, why are you laughing? <laughs> Kevin's like, Geez. Kevin's like, you just described me. <laughs> check, check. I Honey, know. that is not true because you love Christmas. You right. love YouTubing. Great. You love yes. stupid videos so that a, it's a great of people segue. pranking people. <clears throat> We've got the Christmas 24-7 channel <laughs> oh over on YouTube. Oh, my God, guys. It's fantastic. If you have any, if you love Christmas as much as we do, if you love the spirit of the holidays, well, we extend that as long as possible. My show is the six months of Christmas, but we also have a very 2000s Christmas where we salute Christmas in the 2000s. We also have a 90s Christmas. <laughs> And it's, and uh, what am I leaving out? This we is have, happening right this now. Organizing this Christmas super show. organizing <laughs> Christmas. So you're right. There's plenty of reasons to not be depressed. And mm-hmm. Kevin, I don't I don't know if you know, but we covered three Hallmark movies for the Christmas Channel last night. There we night. go. Wow. There we go. Just like that. We're well, gonna we're gonna have some watch alongs with some of the specials. It's a re- it's a very this is exciting when he hijacks time. My show to it's promote a very his. exciting time. <laughs> oh yes, my you're right. Gosh. So for two months a year, I'm not depressed. <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. By the way. Um, we were laughing because we put up our Christmas trees this weekend. I saw that. And it was so fun because like we put my mom on the couch and you know, and she's finishing in. her chemo, so she's really weak and um, my dad, you know, came in and sat with us and all the dogs and the dogs were all behaving and just like watching us put the tree up. It was so adorable. And my stylist and friend Denise sent me um uh, a DM and it was like, you know there are only seven Sundays left. Right. Before and, I, Christmas. and I said it's over. And I was like, it's already over. It, it, that depressed me. <laughs> Speaking of depression, yes. that depressed me. I was no, like, that wait. made you sad. No, it, here's the thing. I realized, thank God, we put up our Christmas tree on November 1st. Because imagine if we hadn't, we would have had only six Sundays That's or right. five Sundays. Like, it goes so quick. And people were like, you're putting your, oh, actually, Winnie Cummings DM me. She goes, you put your Christmas tree up already? And I go, yes, it goes too quickly. We need to extend the spirit of the holiday. And yeah. And our tree is about 20 years old, almost, and it's a little, it's getting in sad <laughs> shape. But it was like the Charlie Brown tree, and we gave it love. We zhuzhed it. We zhuzhed it. Yeah. We, we went, made it work. We made it work. And, uh, you know, for me, the reason, in all seriousness, that I do, I've put it up early. Since 2008, when the, you know, we, you guys were the Great kids. Depression of our time. But the Depression <laughs> of our time, yeah, no, it was a really scary, True. bad time. It was a bad time in our country. We were at war. And and I was just like, you know, en- enough. I, I to get that tree up the day after Halloween and just so I can feel good. And we kind of, I think, have consistently done it ever since. And I, mm-hmm. especially now, it's like, so what? If it makes you feel good to look at it. And I know your yeah. mom. She loved it. She didn't want one in Connecticut last year. And we remember, Maria, we went out. Like, we're like, oh, hell no, we're getting one. And she has not stopped talking about that tree. She can't wait to go home. Just to put up the, see the new tree, tree. we got. No. Yeah. So. so it's just things like that. Like, that's just a healthy way to kind of beat the blues. So why not? You yeah. know, or, or 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 go drink and and watch porn and do drugs, or you know. What I, mean? I had my Bud Light while we put up the tree. Yeah, well, that was nice, and and you did a glass <laughs> of wine. Yeah, but I but yeah, so it was a, it actually was a little bit of a for us. It's 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 a way just to smile and be a little happy. Yeah, that Why? does tie into the Esther Hicks um, conversation she had, which we'll have the link in the summary of this, where she says, "Acknowledge what feels satisfying." And then the yeah. more and more build that on you that. do, yeah, you build on it and you're on the way. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like my grateful exercise. So every night I'll say I'm grateful for the fact that we got to put up the tree and that my mom and dad were here and that the dogs are here and that, you know, whatever it is. So, And that's kind of the same thing as you're building on all the good things rather than focusing on the negative things. And so I really try hard to be in that place. Um before we go into the Esther Hicks thing more, though, I want to finish the yes. 
distinguishing factors between sadness and depression. Yeah. I, and Kevin, you are done with your plugs for the Christmas 24 seven. We network. heard it. And we're all subscribing. <laughs> and you know, it's the programs weekly. Oh my okay? God. Stop. So, and then soon it's going to be daily. It's very exciting. And the goal, Thanks, the, here's Kev. the big challenge. Guys. Okay. Can you mute his the mic big, now? No, the Steven. big challenge. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> okay. Let's get into the signs and symptoms of depression. I think this is important so that you guys have a starting point and you can assess yourself because the only way that we know if we're feeling sadness or mm-hmm. depression, um, <laughs> Kevin's is been assess. effectively muted. And yeah. it's so, so, funny. so sorry, Kev. Um, so change in sleep, either difficulty falling asleep or sleeping too much, a decrease in energy or feeling fatigue daily, change in appetite or weight, gaining weight, losing weight, overeating, eating a much less feeling, feelings of guilt or worthlessness difficulty concentrating slow physical movements or unintentional purposeless movements that are noticeable by others recurrent thoughts of suicide so um but the good news is and you guys we spoke on it a little you and hannah hart spoke on it there are so many different ways to get help Mm -hmm. and oftentimes it's a mixture but Mm -hmm. i think identifying what you're feeling and one of your old uh, past guests amber ray she um she was oh, yeah. yeah she spoke about naming your emotions and i think that's a really great starting point of naming what you're feeling and then you can really get the help that you need because there's so much out there like when we have our emdr expert on the show and yeah. we have reiki there's meditation Tapping. yoga there's so many different things that you can do yeah we um we are going to have an amazing emdr special for you guys because i actually got to put a friend who was near suicidal, um, severely depressed and was fit all of those, um, key markers. And after one session with the MDR, his life has completely changed and in such a major way. And Hannah brought up in the, in the interview that, um, she had had a negative experience with with that, so mm-hmm. it re- you have to find the right person because yeah. they they may bring you through the traumas and then kind of retrigger you, retrigger you, open wounds. Um, but here's the thing so. that that's a big thing in general that I find is we are a little lazy, and sometimes we all just say, "Oh well, you know, Stephanie told me this person was great, so I went and I trusted her." You really have to do your research to know who you're going to across the board, whether it's your mechanic, your doctor, your, you know, whatever it is in your life, you have to do the research. You know, there are different, you know, better business bureaus online and the, the Angie's lists and all these places where you can find out wonder- how people are rated. Yelp, look into it yourself. Um, and, and I also wonder if there's a follow-up protocol, Maria. Because you know what I mean, you're gonna re- you're gonna go kind of get back in the ring, so to speak, and you know reopen these wounds, and it's gonna be painful. Is there a follow up? I mean, a good credible one, I assume, would say that. But I think for your listeners, ask or find out. You know, what do you do mm-hmm. afterwards? I mean, think about it. you get in a major operation, <clears> you <throat> go home, and you you ice something, or you you know, yeah, you elevate yeah, yeah. whatever That's the case is. I feel like I and I also think, and no no disrespect, Steph or Stephen, I feel like your generation was underneath you are just not resilient. You guys just can't take a punch. Now, I don't believe that of you, Stephanie, and actually don't believe that of Stephen because I've been punching him for 10 years. So Honey. he can take it. No, no, but you guys, we see it with the people who work for us over at AfterBuzz, Stephanie and Stephen. And, um, you know, the parents have helicoptered and, 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 and kind of kept kids so far away from 
pain that they don't know how to deal with it. When that it comes. when so when it comes, that's what what it said to me, Maria, when in the interview was that that's the other thing that you have to understand is that the person may have been good giving the treatment, but we're we're a society that just we can't we run from pain, you know, and and our, and our and it's the parents who did it. it wasn't your generation. It was it was the generation of parents who was like, oh no no no, I don't want Johnny and Susie. To have any pain, I want them to have the most perfect lives, and that's just completely unrealistic. Yeah. So I think that also factors in. I actually did research with Time Magazine and NBC, both news um, had articles last year that talked about the increase in in depression and how like skyrocketing suicide rates and depression rates. And more, more the younger you go, the more prominent it is. And Time said. Though they're one, if they could point to one thing, they would. They said it is new technology, and the fact that leisure time with young people is just spent, you know, on, on the phone media. or on the computer or video games or whatever. And um, you know, uh, it just, just again, I'm just throwing that out there. I think there's a lot of reasons. Like there's diet, and again, we're not. Yeah, diet's massive. We're not resilient, and I also do think, and when diet you, is massive. It's actually. massive. It could, well, these are all contributors. But the other, the accumulation of sugar and just and Maria, it's funny, and I don't know how much we were hearing in Esther Hicks' interview before or or the clip. Yes, you know, with uh, not not an interview, but a treatment she was giving somebody that one of her at one of her seminars, and I think she was mentioning Mm -hmm. how the person was kind of actively seeking out bad things, or maybe if I heard that from other interviews that she's had. She makes a she makes a point, and we'll have the link in the uh, obviously in the notes for the show. But she makes a point to say that the that like life is not supposed to be about seeking the problem mm. and fixing it. It should be about you know just living the right. the act of fixing it as opposed to focusing on the problem. Yeah, like life, I it, actually, right. So I wrote the notes actually on this part because I thought that was fascinating. So she a, said, "Hold on, let me okay. just finish this." Satisfaction comes from having a desire. And moving towards it, she said, the problem is we've been taught to sacrifice and to be, and we've been taught that the way is sacrifice and service. So we pick a problem and we focus on it and we solve it. And so she's saying that that's not the way to do things. We have a doctor, Maria, that's told us about why his, his philosophy, his belief is that that's why autoimmune diseases happen. Is because people are so busy trying to find problems. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days, and I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor, and it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios, and then I got addicted, and now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. 
problems, always seeking the problem, always seeking the problem, always seeking the problem. So yeah, eventually, I have an autoimmune disease. I'm constantly taking people's problems and trying to solve them. And so, Why I need to solve everybody's problems, I don't but know. Stay with me on this because it does make sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what happens is the body is always looking for problems, problems, problems. So that's why the body attacks itself. It starts mm. looking for problems within the body that don't really exist. My God, yes. So that was something I'd heard. But getting back to the the other part, and again, this is something uncomfortable that I'm going to say is, I think you know, having just been to Mexico in a very poor city and dealing with people who have cancer and are dying, you know, um, I feel like because we are an affluent society, we have it so good here, ironically, millennials and Gen Z, that this is such a great country that we have so much free time that we are seeking the problems and we're looking more deeply we're looking more deeply in the mirror to go oh there's something wrong with me or my parents did this all these terrible things to me and and i can't move on because of it whatever and i just i kind of think back to you know you know your your dad when i drive around and he just when he can confide in me he just he kind of laughs He's like, yeah, if you knew what we went through, he's like, but we weren't thinking, we didn't focus on that stuff. Yeah. We just focused on having what fun we could. And yeah, he's like, we literally and, didn't have food. And working we didn't have to get shoes. Food. We yeah. didn't have nothing. <laughs> so, so that's where the focus was. So, so our focus. I think it's just easier for all of us to focus on the lack. Which because is, our lives are easier. Yeah. So again, I only offer that because maybe you can think in your own life and go, hey, it may be like, I have it so good. And. You know, that I have all this free time and I'm using it to either find problems in myself, focus on problems in the world. Or focus on what I don't have, which is what Esther Hicks talks all about. Stop focusing on the lack and start manifesting what you you want and and co-creating your... um, And the tech, and the phone, you know, the phones. And that's why I think... You know, we, getting to solutions, forest bathing, getting back to nature, getting away from the phones. But but listen, I, I tell you, any young people right now that that um, that enjoy self help and enjoy you know that field, I'm like, listen, just from a business end, it couldn't be a better field to enter into because it is an epidemic. It is not going away. It's mm-hmm. only going to increase. And I really think that we still don't have it right with our children, the, 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 like say K through 10, I still don't think we have it right. It's probably going to be another 10 years. I'm hoping where we know, okay, we, 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 we messed up here. We've got to challenge these kids more. We've got to reduce technology in their lives. We have to let them skin their knees. I mean, you know, it's, we, I'm hoping that, you know, but I, I don't see it right now. Well, see, if you think about this, right, we always talk about like, if you're not growing, you're dying, Right. And the only way to grow is through problems, right? Problems are our opportunity for growth because now you do have to kind of, you know, go through it. Even the word problem, obstacles. obstacles. Portals. We don't portals. have problems, we have portals. Exactly. Portals. Thank you. I was trying to remember Thanks, that. Stephanie. So, so we don't have problems, we have portals. So, so if you think about it, if we are continuously trying to avoid the portals for the people that we love... We're not allowing them the opportunity you're ro- to you're grow. You're robbing them of their journey. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I also think that it's about a lot about accountability, and it is in the older generation yep. too. We've glamorized 
this complete opulence and like celebrities mm-hmm. and gossip and like really just being nasty to each other <sighs> and focusing on like fur coats and nice cars and all this stuff. And it's like, how do you think that your kids are going to define success if that's what mm-hmm. you're buying into? So I do think it's a two way street, but right. or it still goes right. back to the parents. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, well, it all goes back to yeah. all, all of the parents, you know, have failed. It wasn't you guys. And, uh, and maybe their parents failed them too. I don't know. Listen, but, no parent is going to ever have it right. It's yeah. Just, you no. can't. It's impossible I think, I think there's there's a lot of different aspects at play here and i think the the article steph was talking about with sadness versus depression is really interesting because i think there's more to it than that i think there's a lot of different types of depression and I would we, agree. we live in a world where there's a lot of different situations going on that cause various different types so i don't i don't feel like 90 percent or or like 30 percent of people are depressed from the same reasons yeah but i think there's various different types like for me it's like the fear of living in a world where there's no video games i know it's terrible i'm kidding (laughs) there's no ground to pave within my skill set there's no like like technology is where everything's going like, so kids who aren't tech savvy now, like if they're not in a career that's in the tech, they're not going to be the first person to discover everything. They're not going to be the first person to discover anything. And even if they do discover something, it's now in the past. Nobody really cares about old so discoveries. that's your belief, Stephen, that that's what stresses you out? Well, what's, what stresses me out is that, like, unfortunately for me, like what I have to get over is that nothing matters. Like, I really kind of have, that's my... That's my constant battle. It doesn't matter as much as we think. Yeah, that's, that's it's like the key. we're we're never in. We're not in a world where you can make a new discovery. Like nobody's nobody's gonna know. remember me for a hundred years after I'm gone. Like there's no more people like that. <laughs> yeah, my you, little sunflower soul is just screaming. I know. No, no, that's not I true, think, Stephen. I think there's always don't room sweat for the small stuff. Stephen, what are we? Nothing's that important, but. Everything does matter. I think I find my most joy every day just in the day-to-day communication with good humans. That's yeah. right. No, you've got it right. It's microtransactions. And Stephen, there's a little bit of overthinking involved, and you and Maria are born on the same day. So, <laughs> Given how every problem you have is officially now my problem. Every like deficiency <laughs> no, no, no. is Stephen, shared now because we have the this, same birthday. And Stephen could say the same to you because I <laughs> say the same stuff to him. Oh, my God. That but, is so no, funny. But Stephen, like, yeah. I think I – think, I mean, I started it to be fair listen steven i think that stuff is is, here's the good of it is that it's going to challenge you to 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 be better but that's where it needs to end yeah do you know what (laughs) i mean they could challenge you to get up and try to do better but when you say but when you put in your vernacular that you can't discover something new and we've talked about this then you're not going to be able to so steph is more likely right now out of the two of you and then you're far more tech savvy than her (laughs) You are. No, I mean, no, I'm just telling you, you're brilliant, Stephen. And, <laughs> yet, and yet, it's the steps of the world that will because she believes it's possible. Oh, and, wait, and, what was and, that quote last week? Oh, I have it here. Oh, my gosh. This was the greatest quote ever. Oh, and so I learned excited. it at the church that we went to um, with my mom. He said, being realistic has never helped anyone. So when they were building mm. the car, someone said, what do you mean you're going to build a car that is going to be like 40 horses? Like, why? You know, that's not possible. Well, mm. the people who thought it was possible made that car. Yeah. And so being realistic never helped anyone. And I by the way, so and, and so I'm more on team. I'm much more with team stuff. Like it's possible. My problem is Stephen, where, where I'm like you is I get depressed when I can't make things, big things possible. 
And that's what I want to work on this year is I do next year in 20 is, and by the way, guys, this is the perfect time. We're coming toward the end of the year. It's one of the great things is start thinking about what, What's next year going to be? Mm-hmm. I mean, we I, have to have another you know, Kev New Year's. Yeah, well, this yeah. Talk, well, we're going to do a whole episode now. on. I want to do a whole episode before the end of the year yes. on life audits. I want yes. everyone to do a life, life audit. Life audits are great. Yeah. So, Kev, yeah. We'll, I'll have to book you. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, just to co what you're saying yeah. to Kev though is is I'm just I was speaking more in generalities though in that like you we we set these expectations for ourselves right, right. yeah and as esther hicks was talking about purpose and what's your purpose is it sacrificing yourself for a discovery or is it sacrificing yourself for your own personal joy and we're raising a generation of people who are in a situation where every single thing that they're exposed to is negative there's so not everything but not everything a lot, but you, you mu- go to the news mu- it's yeah. like the world's gonna end in 40 years yeah. nothing we can do about it at this point and and you're taking the belief that they could do something out about it right. away from them through right. that. Like I, I think that we're on a very interesting path of destruction versus development. And, you know, they're both developing at a certain rate. And I'm really hoping and I really think that like science is developing at a rate to battle whatever destruction we're facing. But you don't see that in everyday no. pop culture. No. Like if well, then why don't you find it and bring it to the show and we can give it to people? There's so much scientific development. Bring over, it. over the past six months. It's Bring insane. It. Bring it, baby. All right. Like we found that Instagram account. What was it yesterday, Kev? Oh, I think it was the good news. The good news or whatever. Like, by the way, this but, is why okay. I don't watch. And Hold you know on. how we found it? Hold on. How this is why <laughs> this is why I don't watch the news anymore. Because I don't want to pollute my heart, my brain, my soul with any more negativity. Because mm. also, having been in the media, I know that... The way we're programming is specifically for ratings. And unfortunately, the human consciousness right now wants that negativity. They're celebrating, you know, vile people for the most part. Like there's a narcissism that's reflected oh back and forth. Yeah, yeah. And so I want well, nothing to do with well, any narcissism of that. Well, narcissism is so big in our our culture in this country that we're attracted to those people because we're individually a mm-hmm. lot so narcissistic ourselves. It's just terrible. But yeah, we... I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way. T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the way. T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com. Promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. We are more, much more attractive So to if the it darkness. is overwhelming you, you start to think of the things that you can peel away. Yeah. Like I did. I started peeling away all of those things so that I could live in my happy utopia <laughs> as much as possible. And it doesn't mean that you are turning a blind eye because I do keep up to a degree th- through Twitter on the major happenings. But right now I know that I am on a path that I need to be on and I need to stay in that that zone to get there. 
to be able to affect for any kind of change? I think everyone's different. I think if you can't be effective with certain information, then don't. Yeah. Stay away. Because yeah. I was that person my whole yeah. life. I was addicted to the news and now I'm like completely allergic. And you can't follow your purpose if you're like that. So I think everyone has a small purpose. If your yeah. purpose is yep. to save, to help women's rights or to help ha- be in human rights, then you do have to take a little bit of the punches in that. Mm-hmm. If it's for health, you're taking punches a lot of people don't want to learn about. No one wants yeah. to learn about the in the mind and the brain and how tumors grow in it. So I think it's different for everyone has to take. And also with Judith Orloff, our episode with her learning about my empathic ways, I realized, Oh yes, no, I can't take on that information. It's just too much from, for me right now. And maybe forever. I don't know. Steven, I know you were going to say something. No, I think it was Kevin who was going to say something. I just think micro, you know, stick with your microtransactions and you know, yeah, you, you, your life's going to be hard enough. There's going to be enough obstacles and challenges in your life. You don't need to go find more. And yeah, with with the news, and remember in the back, as it's already been said here, remember the news that they're putting out. They know that they get more clicks and they get higher ratings by putting out dark stuff. Mm-hmm. So you can't. You have to kind of take it all or with a grain of salt. Or find the right and people you, and, you like to follow. Yes. And so you, then, but what? even following the people that you know, if if you if you're telling me about depression, you know, and and as you kind of take away all these little stressors in your life to reduce it until you get, I, I urge everyone to get to the core and get to your subconscious because that's where it's all going to come from. But in the meantime, these things that you can take away and reduce. And if you are, listen, I was listening to a lot of really dark people. They were really freaking mm-hmm. funny, but so dark. And I'm like, you know what? This is not good. This is not good. This is bleeding into my world. So Interesting. out you go. And, and, and the same with the news. Listen, you, we all have enough common sense to know that if there's a Hitler that takes over our country and is like, I have more faith in, in everyone that when the time will come to go out in the streets and go, no, we're not having it. We'll all, we really all know when other than that, all the hate tweets and the crap back, all the stuff that is that noise. people have put noise that are people putting out and that we're all taking in. You don't need to You really don't. It's not going to make a difference. It really isn't. So microtransactions in your day to day with your coworkers I always say even the people that make you your coffee every day, the ones that try hard, even the ones that you know um, are down, it's because you don't know what their lives are, how hard their lives are. And if you can give them a dollar, a $2 for a tip, like those little things, I don't know. It's all you can do. Focus on the micro differences as opposed to the major The macro stuff that you don't even have control over anyway, and you don't even know if it's – I always say there's two truths. So there's the dark truth because we know that gets you clicks and ratings – but we're not going to hear the positive truth. so and, and build off satisfactory moments, right? Yes. That's like what Esther Hicks said. Yes. All right, guys. Identify them and build with them. All right, guys. We have to get to our Hannah interview. Um, great discussion, by the way, everybody. Thank you for that. Uh, so without further ado, here is my chat with Hannah Hart. Hey, everyone. It's Kelsey. And Jeff. And we are here to tell you a bit about our partner, Anchor. We know that you're a fan of this podcast. And maybe you thought, hey, I want to make a podcast, too. Well, we have great news for you guys. We want to tell you all about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast for a few reasons, but to start out, it's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Plus, you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. 
So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Do it, you guys, and enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. You Have you guys been having a good time at Patreon Assembly? Have, uh, has everyone been starting their segment with trying to generate some sort of feedback from you guys? Yeah? Let's okay. see what happens. I promise here. this is the last time we'll address you directly. Does that feel better? <laughs> Am I? We'll pretend we're alone. Yeah. Okay. Good, so, time to, good to see you again, man. Good to see you, too. When we first met, the internet was new. I know. This is very true. And now you have conquered and been so successful in this space. Um, is this something you always knew you wanted to do? Well, uh, for me, um, you know, that's a great question because if I, if I think most honestly, yes, obviously working in entertainment, working as a public figure would always have been something I wanted to do. Um, was I ever brave enough to do it? No, I wasn't a theater kid. When I was little, I thought the theater kids seemed so cool. I was like, oh man, look at them going out there, just singing during lunch for no reason. <laughs> Not at all distracting. Um, but no, truly, I, uh, yeah, I just, it never seemed practical to me. It never seemed like I could have the chance to make art and be a responsible person. You know, I always felt like I had to choose between the two. So when the idea of beginning this business on the internet started back in March of 2011, there was no idea of a YouTube star. When I got started, I didn't think I was going to make money. And that was really freeing, you know? Well, because you were doing it for the right reasons. I was doing it because I thought maybe I could sell a book. I thought... You know, at the time, in 2011, they were publishing a lot of blog-to-book things. It was like the blog-to-book trend. There was even, I remember, a section at bookstores that said blog-to-book. And I was like, blog-to-book? What about online video-to-book? Because even in 2011, there wasn't the term vlog. Which, by the way, I don't know what vlog means. Do you know? Video blog? A video blog, but blog. they're not always a yeah. diary. Yeah. I mean, think about it, guys. We should do a YouTube dictionary. No. <laughs> Definitely not me. Guess but not. yeah, no, I mean, I, I, you know, it's funny because I recently went on a, a book tour around the country and um, for my third book, yes, uh, My Drunk Kitchen Holidays. Book. Oh, which this actually, I'm going to take a brief aside. Literally, that feeling of not remembering what's happened and what yeah. to celebrate or what you've done or what you've accomplished because everything has moved by so fast. Mm -hmm. That's literally what I wrote my third book about. So we were just chatting backstage because I was explaining to her how I don't remember a lot of things. Um, like really big things like going to a private Prince concert. You are an angel. Thank you. Cheers to Cheers our to interview. You. Cheers to you. Mm. So I was saying, I can't remember anything, but that's because when you're doing as many things as we're doing, life moves so fast, you, you're never in the moment. You never have a chance to like soak in what you just did. It doesn't matter what it was. It, it, even like, I made New York Times bestseller list and we kind of crashed our car in the little McDonald's line. We were so excited. And then I had to go interview somebody for E like a second later. So it was like the moment was gone. It's like, yay, we made it. Okay, shit, I gotta go. And so you understand that feeling because you just experienced it again. Yeah, I mean, literally that. Uh, I think in a lot of ways, it is, when you work in entertainment, you kind of work at like, 
It's like entertainment and politics are the titrated versions of our culture. And when you work in entertainment, it's like, oh, good, we got that next thing. Yeah. Okay. What's next? But what's my job? Okay, no time to celebrate, no time to think about it. And it's a wonderful and terrible quality of the industry mm -hmm. because it really shows you that it's not for you. It's not about you. Um, in a lot of ways, in entertainment and like with Patreon, you're contributing to someone's idea that they have of how they could be worthwhile, of how they could have a purpose, of how they can feel like they're contributing something. Mm -hmm. So when you participate in that, you're contributing to their contribution. And I kind of think there's nothing more beautiful than that, you know? as a way of feeling present by giving a little belief into somebody else. And that, in a lot of ways, slows you down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's not bad to be slowed down. You this know? That's true. I mean, like, honestly, guys, Maria and I, we, like, went there, like, one minute ago before we walked <laughs> out on stage. And now we're both trying to recover. <laughs> I know. I wonder, um, at this point in your life, what does success mean to you? I don't know, man. You know, like I really wish that as a first time mom of the baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs> you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. <laughs> <laughs> Bonus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. You know, I feel like I'm on the other side of that kind of like faith and belief that people have given to me. Mm -hmm. I was fortunate enough to get my start online. Like I said, before there was a concept of the YouTube star, I was fortunate enough to get the chance to pioneer something, to be at the start of something. And oh my God, that felt amazing. How am I ever going to feel that way again? You know, and right now I'm in maintenance mode. I'm in, well, what does this career look like for someone who has a, had success, A, started the foundation of what it means to be a digital star, B, had success as a traditional star, and now I'm out here with the big boys, and they're a lot bigger than me. So I'm thinking graduate school, like maybe I'll just, maybe I'll just get a casual master's. <laughs> I feel like I read that somewhere about you. Maybe. You were joking about it potentially somewhere else. Is it I was a like, joke? is it a joke? Is it not? <laughs> yeah. Well, well I'm, I'm curious, though, like, for the people that are here in attendance today, like, what is, what's relevant to your concerns? Are you guys looking for motivation? Are you looking for cultivation? Like, what is the Patreon assembly group? Does anybody want to speak out? It's a whistle. Oh, 
apparently, Maria, they're just here for a good time. Well, that we can do. <laughs> Success to me means freedom. It means being able to do my own thing on my own terms. Which you're doing. Um, but you said something earlier that was interesting, and it's like you're maintaining. Because once you make it, it's harder to stay there, right? Do you feel that pressure of like, how am I going to keep this and build from here? I do. I really do. Um, so I just published my third book, My Drunk Kitchen Holidays, which was, thank you. Woo! Yes, it's excellent. Under 1,000 people have bought a copy, so you guys should definitely go get a copy. It's really good, though. It's very niche. Uh, super niche. If you're queer and forced to celebrate things, you'll really love it. Or if you're alive and forced to celebrate things, you'll really love it. We have such a strange culture because it's all about productivity and like what you're contributing and like being a part of like something bigger. And then also just total vulnerability and relaxation into the holidays. Like I wanted to write about the holidays because, uh, so my dad's a Jehovah's Witness. No birthdays. No birthdays? No birthdays. Oh, wow. I didn't Double know that. digits was a rough year for me. You guys remember double digits? When was the last time you thought about the phrase double digits? But when you're nine turning 10, it's a big deal. And it's a one and a zero. I loved those numbers. Um, but anyway, so holidays were complicated because my dad was a Jehovah's Witness. So it's like no birthdays, no Christmas, no Halloween. So whatever happens, happens. Um, and that really affected my ability to celebrate. And then I find myself welcomed into this life where I have so many constant reasons to be celebrating, but no real idea of how. And that's what I've been learning. And that's why I wanted to write My Drunk Kitchen Holidays, How to Savor and Celebrate the Year. Uh, available everywhere in bookstores now. So yes. how are you learning to celebrate? What am I like when I celebrate? Very stressed out. But how are you learning to celebrate? Like, are you One day forcing at a time. yourself to like, do something and give yourself that moment to, you know. I, I, I find myself to be very combative, honestly. Like, for instance, uh, my beloved fiance, right there, Ella, hey. She surprised me with a flight right after this to the Bay Area. Yeah, to see my, my friends and family. Fun. Yeah, but I've been on the road for like two weeks. <laughs> I think she just wanted to stay home. <laughs> However, so at first I was like, oh my God, but now I'm very happy and excited about it. So that's how you learn to celebrate. You got to roll with the punches, man. Okay. I mean, I mean, you just had a brain tumor, you know, like every day is a celebration. This is true. Has that affected your relationship with celebration or like presence or like that feeling of it's changed everything. That's why I'm doing my podcast. It's called better together. And because I think we're better together. And it's my journey to find healers and, and people who are gonna help us in all areas of life be better because you know, there's always something out there that we haven't learned about, whether it's EMDR or um, spiritual healing or anything like that. And so I paused completely. I completely changed my entire life. I stopped the mad rush of doing a thousand things at once. I walk out to my garage on a Monday, I do my podcast, and I'm helping myself along the way. And so, yeah, I'm super, everything's really changed since then, thank God. But it's different, and it's something to adjust to. 
Have you been doing like Reiki and like everything? <laughs> I have, guys, I have the best of the best in, from the whole, like from everywhere on the show every Monday. Like, like every Monday you will learn something that you can apply to your, to your life. Like we joke on the show every Monday. I'm like, okay, what have we been applying? I'm like, well, I'm tongue scraping now because of Sahara Rose. I'm tongue scraping. I'm oil pulling. I'm mono mealing. I'm, you mono know, what? meditating. Mono mealing. What's that, man? Well, like, first of all, it's really hard. Our digestive systems, we're taxing them so much. Like if you think bloating and, you know, irregular stool is a normal thing, I'm here to tell you it's not. Come on, dude. Yes. So if you simplify what you eat, your body doesn't have to work as hard to digest. But if I simplify what I eat, my brain has to work harder to be happy. <laughs> well, when you get a little older, Hannah, things will start to change. I'm pretty, I mean, you look like what, 28? Okay, not officially, but we can <laughs> go with that. Um, but like seriously, your body changes and you need to start taking care of it because you beat it up in your 20s and 30s. And then as you get a little older, shit gets real. Are you done with your 30s? I'm 41. What? Mm-hmm. You Thanks, look guys. amazing. Thank you. What do you, do you sleep in a bed of milk? <laughs> no, but, uh, but, but I would. do sleep on my back now because of neck issues and it's definitely helping with the wrinkle situation. <laughs> oh man, that's tough. But, but that's... Do you have a sleep number? A sleep number? Like the bed that's like a sleep number. I want to just, I just want to know what your 40s are like, you know? I'm yeah. prepping myself. Yeah, so, no, I thought like, I really did. I thought that that was what happened when you turned 40 is that shit changed. And all of a sudden I went from a flat stomach to looking six months pregnant every time I ate That happened to me at 25. Huh? That happened to me at 25. Stop. No, for real though. <laughs> did you do sports as a kid? Uh, yeah. Yeah. But... Athletes. What'd you do? To fix that? No, no, sports. at sports, yeah. I played basketball. I was terrible, but I really tried hard. So, I a really... lot of intramural kind of things. I wasn't really coordinated and awesome, but I tried really hard. And I used my big ass for good, like, checking and hitting. I mean, I played hockey while I played basketball. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> this is the Maria Menudo's podcast I want to hear. <laughs> I'm so ready. Are Thank we rec you. We're recording for your podcast right now, right? We are, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Hey, podcast listeners. I was laughing with Hannah backstage. I go, I'd ask you to be on my show, but you're kind of going to be on it because we're doing a twofer right now. Love it. Um, so let's get back to you. I want to know, throughout this journey, obviously you had so much success, but was there a down moment or a moment where you kind of wanted to give up? And what did you do in that moment? I mean, I guess you have to think of what you mean by give up. Give up everything? I mean, give up doing what you were doing? Did you ever get disheartened? Change directions? Want to change directions? I mean, because that's kind of the thing, right? Like, uh, if you're telling yourself that you need to stop, I think it means that what you do, you love. It's just not loving you back. Ooh. If you tell yourself you need to change directions, it means that you don't love what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So, did you always love what you were doing? Yeah, I do. I love what I do, um, which I think makes it really hard because real love, as you know, being in a committed marriage to a Scorpio, turns yes. out. We talked about that earlier. Don't she said, tell him what you told me backstage. I will tell everyone right now. Uh, <laughs> she said, I'm a Gemini. My husband's Scorpio. And I said, wow, he must have to work so hard. <laughs> and then she said, 
Don't don't tell him. Yeah, she said don't (laughs) tell him. Um, But yeah, no, I love what I do. And I think that makes it really hard because at least when you're not um, in love with your work or like... It's hard because I'm someone with chronic depression. Like, I got major depressive disorder bordering on severe. And it sucks because I'm also someone lucky enough to get to pursue my hopes and dreams and make money from that Mm -hmm. and be respected and loved. Right, and celebrated, right? Um, And so I think that I, it's almost like I want to restructure my life so that my misery feels justified because it's too hard to admit that even though I have everything I've ever wanted, there is still just like a deeper sadness. But that's the mind, and the mind lies. And you're in a constant dance with that all day, every day. So we, socially, focus a lot on the things that we have in our hands, the things that we can look at. Change careers, don't change careers. Change partners, don't change partners. Be single, be alone. Go explore the world, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. None of it really matters as long None of it matters unless you understand why you're making that choice, like the deeper connective reason. Like if you're going to go, can I swear on your podcast? I'm going to say, skip off, fudge off, flick off. Mm -hmm. If you're going to go, if you want to drop everything and go be like, I'm a farmer or I'm going to go rebuild houses somewhere. If you know exactly why you want to go do that, then go do it. If you don't know why... Uh, maybe take a minute. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I feel like we're never encouraged to pause. Ever. Have it's you e- ever paused? Do I pause? Have you ever paused? Have I paused? I'm pausing right now. Okay. This is my pause. Okay. Because I'm really just processing my own thoughts. Can I ask you a question about yes. what you just said? Yes. Where do you think your depression comes from? <sighs> well, twofold. Fivefold. One, genetics. Within that, three other tiers of factors. Two, situation. Like, uh, I think that there's a lot of forms of depression. Like, for me, I both am chemically predisposed, but then also circumstantially predisposed. Um, traumas. Traumas, etc. you know? And it's amazing because... Some of the most successful people I have ever met are so deeply depressed. Mm -hmm. And it's such a gift in a lot of ways. Because it's like the only thing that feels happy is like real happiness. And like, I'm so lucky. Yeah. So you get to feel true authentic happiness when you feel it. Yes, and uh, that is the only time I feel happy. Like, there is no casual joy. Mm-hmm. And because of that, it makes you chase, like, a deep level of contentment. And I feel really lucky for that. It's like having this really hyper-aware internal compass that your life has to have meaning. So does analyze this help your depression? No, God. <laughs> Analyze This is the best. So my podcast, uh, uh, Analyze This, the self-help podcast that just can't help itself, is all about exploring the tedium of maintaining your mental health. Um, I would say 100 times out of 10, 
I've got this shit on lock. Uh, but then sometimes, you know, I have to be me in the moment that I'm in. Mm -hmm. And so Hanalyze This is great. Um, I really am going to focus on my podcast this upcoming year because we have both business, financial, mental, and physical health advice, but in, not in a preachy, braggy way. Like, basically, every person, every expert that comes on our show is like, well, I'm fucking miserable. And I'm like, okay, great. Good, good, good. But your book, is it good? <laughs> like, yeah, no, it's helped a lot of people. And that's what I've really found to be the case. But you that know? is the truth. It's the truth. And that's the thing that people never, it's so funny, and I've been wanting to talk about this forever. So all the spiritual gurus, all, the, all of these people that you think have it together, and they put on the facade on the stage here, and it's like, amazing, oh my God, and you're so inspired, and it's great. Take the inspiration wherever you can get it. But just know when they walk back there, they're like, fuck, I have to go here, and I can't fucking get them. And they're all so stressed because they're trying to keep up too, and no one's perfect, and no one has it yeah. per down perfect. It's more like there are people that are willing to display what their best is. Mm -hmm. At your job, you don't have to go in and say, this is the core of my being. But when you work in the field that I work in, every day is a reflection of all of my beliefs. Mm -hmm. Every conversation is a reflection of everything I've done. Yeah. And it's debilitating, but also like the most constant like validity accountability check. But it is exhausting, but I'm also really grateful for it because I think that it's led me to be really conscious and mindful of everything that I have. You know, I, if you had told me at 20 or 19 or 18, if you had told me any time before 24 that I would be a queer icon, that I would be an LGBTQ plus public figure, advocate, role model, that I would get to go to the White House and talk, the, during the Obama administration. <laughs> uh, I would have been like, why me? Because I was so reluctant to take on that mantle. Mm -hmm. But when I took on that mantle, I took it on with all of my brain and all of my heart and all of my spirit. I was like, okay, it's gonna be me then. I got a lot to learn. Ugh. Let's talk about queer identity, everybody. Uh, and I guess it just does matter, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you lead with authenticity, which is something that's really hard for people. Has there ever been something that you've shared that you were nervous you shared, or is there anything you do hold back? Oh, tons. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. I've got like three videos all about um, getting married, how I know the person is the person I want to marry, and processing my dad not coming to my wedding because I'm gay, you know? And it's a real cognitive dissonance to be like the poster child for LGBTQ plus advocacy and to have a father that won't go to your wedding. I mean, they won't even look at my fiance. It sucks. So I've got like videos and thoughts on that. You know what I mean? I get but it like, in a different way though. <laughs> but like I haven't posted yeah. those yet. So like yeah. in the question. So of, they're in the holding, they're on the shelf. Yeah. And if there's something I feel like I've come to terms with, I will share them. Mm. But I never want to um, use my audience to validate 
a feeling that isn't fully formed. Mm. Like, I think that that's the real danger of being an online creator, is that you can so easily drown out your own voice. It's a great, great note to leave on. Oh, yeah. Oh, leave? Unfortunately, okay. we're getting the wrap. I, um... Make sure you follow your dreams. <laughs> okay. P.S. Before you go, I have to say one thing for everyone who's listening and for you, actually. So I recently did an interview. It hasn't aired yet, but it will be in the coming weeks with an EMDR expert. And I took a friend who was basically suicidal this last week and set up a session with her. And he was literally pulled from the depths of darkness in one session over FaceTime. So I highly recommend EMDR. Highly recommend it for uh, you. Have you done it yet? Uh, yeah, but you know, you got to be careful with EMDR for those of you that work in the mental health spaces because it can also be re-traumatizing for people if it's not done correctly. It's yes. like, so it's like kind of like doing like anesthesiology, you know, you really want to know what you're doing. Can so back, like I said, I always have the best ones on my show. Okay, the best so, one, the best one better that together is. with Maria Menounos. She will be on soon and she is the best and I will connect you with her and I think she will, I mean, I don't, what I saw she did was just so unbelievable. Fix so me, I baby. Share. Anyhow, <laughs> thank you guys. I know we were kind of just chit-chatting, but that was kind of fun. It was the best. Yeah. Do we have any time for questions or are we out? We're out? Got it. Well, thank you so much, Patreon thank Assembly. You guys. All right, guys. That is a, a shorter interview than we normally do. But um, but we were at a, a Patreon Assembly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, also had a, you also had a guest in me today. Yes, honey. We, we kind of did, actually. So there you go. And we'd like to thank you for your contribution please, today. Please. But let's ask everyone, what did we learn from Hannah today? I learned of a different way to combat depression. I liked, I liked that it can be a motivational tool as opposed to just a thing that's there that is constantly eating away at your consciousness. Okay. So I thought that was an interesting like take on it. I like that she's just creating what she wants in the world and staying really authentic to herself. Like, I think it seems like from what she was saying to you is she's the type of person that's constantly checking in on if this project is worth it, which is what you do as well. Mm -hmm. Everything is totally branded to her as what yours is now with your life. So yeah. I love that. I think that's important. And being honest. I think she's, I like that she's trying to do good, but what my takeaway was, she was talking about a lot of the influencers or experts who come on their, her show and they oh, offer yes. this great advice. <laughs> but then afterwards, the mic goes off and they're completely miserable or upset or mm -hmm. depressed themselves. And um, I'm so glad you're bringing this up because I, I feel like I was too extreme with how I answered that as well. Right. Because it's not everybody, but the truth is, yeah, most not, not everybody has it perfect all the time. We only know, Maria, of all of the people you've brought around me intimately, I only know one that is is uh, what he off the mic, what he is on the mic, mm. meaning like he's he's at peace. But what I've realized, it's not about it's not that those people are hypocrites or they're it's they're going through those problems and actively seeking the solutions, and those solutions are the valuable lessons that mm -hmm. they're able to share with us. Yep. So it doesn't mean that it doesn't you don't diminish any their lessons. Their lessons are very valuable. But it's their struggles that have got them those lessons and their continued struggles that will probably get them to new breakthroughs. So that I got that I from the interview. I love that and I wholeheartedly agree. And I wish I was as good as you at um, explaining things. Like you're such a good teacher 
like I can be a little extreme sometimes when I'm saying something and I feel like you're so much better at kind of like gathering it and then, you know, you processing know it. It's and not saying that I'm it, better, so Maria. It's going to be my New Year's resolution. But I have the luxury because I, before I met you, Maria, I was you. I was in the, I was like out and about and the friends I had who were kind of my sidekicks or that, you know, they were quietly behind me kind of facilitating things. They were able to observe and then compute everything accurately and clean. Like my friend Rick Veach would be, and I would be like, oh my God, Rick, how could you put, but I realized because I have the luxury of sitting back and observing. You're on stage, you're mm-hmm. in the game playing. So when you're like a coach and you're watching from the sidelines you, yeah. or you're even above the field and looking down, yeah, you see everything. So yeah. that's why. Because yeah, I was so down on myself it. when I got in the car. No, like, you're why in the did I say, it. yeah, everybody? No, not everybody who, you know, is in self-help or whatever I mean, has really, it, you know, goes off stage and is like crazed. But the truth is that, you know, a lot of people, you know, they're all just people. Yeah. Whether they're self-help gurus or like Gabby Bernstein, that's why I loved her. It was so refreshing because she was like, here I am, self-help, you know, New York Times best-selling, like, Access you know, to the best of Uber the best. amazing spiritual leader, whatever. And she was depressed and yeah. she was being so honest about it. Um, I think that's so helpful to all of us. And I'm the same way. I feel like I'm constantly learning and gathering because I'm so excited mm-hmm. to apply it to my life and then to be able to share it. Right. And if I'm ever extreme with my words, which does happen sometimes where I'm like, well, yeah. everybody this or, or, we you all know, do it. I, know. I, I really want to work on that. This, this is going to be my new year's resolution is to try to change my extreme language because it's not true. Um, it's not true, and it's, it can be damaging yeah. to you personally. So even when after us, when we coach the kids, I used to say, "Listen, outside there in Hollywood, it's vicious, it's cruel, whatever." I don't. I what I say is, you know, it can be. It can be. <laughs> you know, there can be people out there that are you know harmful or whatever, and so I want to prepare you for that. So yeah, and and I, by lessening, they they say it's scientifically proven by changing your words, you'll change your reality. Yeah. I yes. I know. I believe that. So I'm going to change queen. my reality in 2020. Um, in the meantime, thank you guys for listening and watching Better Together. We uh, love doing the show, and we hope you are loving it as well. If you are, please help us by rating, commenting, subscribing on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Are we seriously putting Christmas yes, music on right a, now? And you Hold have on, to ask your fans Honey, something. Let me finish no, my it's about show. Your show. No, let me finish. Right. Um, we really love hearing your comments <laughs> and reading your comments, and so thank you for that. <laughs> Um, and if you friends. love a show, please share it with a friend. I always say the best way to give back is to share the information that's helping you in your life. So if this is helping you share it with a friend or a couple, bring them into the community and into our little posse. New episodes drop every Monday. If you want to reach us, you can find us at Better Together with Maria at gmail.com. Or you can visit mariamenunos.com. Like we said earlier in the show, we launched a Patreon that includes exclusive episodes and access. To find out more, go to patreon.com backslash join backslash Maria Menunos. Steven's totally having fun in the booth right now with this music. Um, But the Patreon link will be in the notes of this as well. When do I get to do Patreon? And in the meantime, Kevin has a final thought he wanted to share about our show. Yes, it is. So we were talking, (laughs) Steph. I'm going to pee my pants. No, no, no. We designed the studio 
to be able to be decorated seasonally. And I oh. was saying to Brianna, oh, yeah. and I'd like to ask the fans, you know, should we should we be decorating this for the holidays? Right now, we've got all the lemons and we've got all the the. We could the put green. Christmas ornaments along. Well, with Well, that's the what it was designed for. You could do ornaments, garland. This I think okay. it's a great idea, things. Kev. Well, I'm asking the fans. Oh, Steph. not me. Sorry. Way, I, I Let us a, know when you leave us a review. Yeah. yeah. I just hear a little bit of just snarkiness. <laughs> thing. Fine, Kev. No, so. I'm all about ornaments. Are you kidding me? If and that gets to be one of my daily tasks, I'm that's a dream job. Right. <laughs> ornaments. Steven, do you have a vote? Uh, I'm oh, bah humbug! I'm, I'm skeptical of Steph's statement. <laughs> He's bah humbugging Maria. in there. And also, will I be invited to be on the Patreon podcast? You are. And in fact, I was just about to invite you, honey. So, uh, before we go, please like give to- a mercy listen to Kevin's 24-7, Christmas 24-7 podcast. No, it's not. It's not even the name. You see how much respect you have for my life. The channel on YouTube is the Christmas twenty four seven. I'm so confused. And my podcast is the six months of Christmas. Thank you very little. So you but, search the six months of Christmas on Apple Podcasts. Yes, you can find the show there, or you can go to YouTube. Is it to, the six months of Christmas no, or six months of Christmas? The six months of Christmas. Okay, I think so. Yeah. The six oh, see, you don't even know. Hey, this is the problem. By the way, it's six, I was it's gonna help him Instagram. This weekend, and the Christmas twenty-four. He didn't even Seven. know. So, so repeat that, we... Stephen. Sorry, what? Can you repeat it? It's the Christmas twenty-four-seven <laughs> channel. Uh-huh. After Buzz TV, the Christmas twenty-four-seven, and it is six months of Christmas podcast. Okay. Podcast. And, and our new Instagram mm-hmm. account, if you want to feel good, is the Christmas twenty-four-seven, mm-hmm. and that is how I found feel good news because once I subscribed to that, Instagram suggested found all these like really nice things to look at i like that positive stuff you know all right well thank you guys for all of your contributions especially to you honey we have uh 26 in the meantime, followers you can follow us. On, at the christmas 24 7 so you no, could be the 26th. i am revamping his instagram by the way fyi if you go to it and you're not as excited oh my um goodness. we enlisted ashley grace daniels former producer here um, to assist us because it needed a little zhuzhing and so we are doing that. That's how much I love you, honey, as I came in with swooping adjustments and changes and thoughts. You're invited to our after show, Kev. Yes. That's one thing. All right. In the meantime, follow us at Maria Menounos, at Harto. Yes. H-A-R-T-O. Yes. At Undergaro, at Steph Zabra, at Stephen Lemieux Photo. And remember, be nice people, make good choices, and be present.